Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game, where we always have technical problems, but we learn to live with them and love them. I'm Paul, and uh, yeah, that's me. Hi, I'm your subdued chaos cultist, Kevin, also known as Chops. Uh, this is Potter and, uh, brush your teeth, kids, because it, it fucking hurts when you don't. What Potter's trying to say is he had some dental work today and he's not feeling so good. I am Yeah, not, so if he, if he sounds not. a little slow, that's why. It's not his normal uh, slow. It's a different kind of slow. What, I, I'll be, uh, I'll be this podcast, uh, curmudgeon this episode. So, uh. Oh, that, Sorry we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about GW hype. That's Paul's job. I need you to help me. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Because <laughs> we got we got lots to talk about. Because uh, what last weekend was was Gamma? Fuck, and... I don't know anymore. Time is a flat circle. It was like two weeks ago now. Was it two weeks ago? Shit. Flat circle. All right. Well, these aren't these aren't exactly <laughs> these aren't exactly hot takes. I was still thinking it was last week. So we can we can blow through some of this uh, excitement because. Um, we had some technical problems with our gamma episode and yes. we're trying to yes. yeah. make it take, and take it take, and keep take the excitement going. We're going to rekindle the magic. So I'm going to I'm gonna right. start out, though, with our – we're going to try to just blow through hobby progress for the week. Um, so, Paul, what you got? Um, well, do you remember the movie Spaceballs? Yes. Nope. Never heard of that remember, movie. Do you remember when they were uh, looking for everybody in the desert? Yes. <laughs> I ain't painted shit. <laughs> we ain't found shit. Yep. Uh, Did you get the extra large comb to, to try and find it? Are you, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did, I didn't, I did not paint a damn thing this week. Um, it, it's, um, I think I'm on, I ended up not going to Adepticon uh, protest by not painting. Um, but needless to say, I've, I've read lots of books and um, finished up Dragon Quest on iOS, which was kind of awesome. Cool. Nice. I love a little old school Dragon Warrior. It's fun stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I, I know that game like the back of my fucking hand. It's ridiculous. All right. Do you play any uh, war games or are you on a protest from that, too? No, I'm not, I'm not protesting war games. Um, I got to I got to go. I got to I got to dig. Well, um I got to dig a little deep because this past weekend or this past week on, on game night, uh, it was the first night of wild West exodus at one of the local stores and just about everybody was sick. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah Potter Potter wasn't well with his face and, uh, oh, everybody yep. else had had some kind of sickness going on. So it ended up being, um, our friend Jesse, uh, who was running a demo for another one of our friends, Steve. So I, I helped out Steve on his side of the demo since it just ended up being the three of us. And it was great. Um, cool. It was fun. It was nice to be back into the Wild West Exodus mindset for a little bit. All but right. um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying, all right. Sounds good. I like uh, it. All right. I wasn't, sure if, I wasn't sure if you were like, hey, let's find out what Chris did. But uh, no, no, I, no, no one cares about me. It's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. Well, you're fun to listen to right now because you're in slow motion. But to go to, <laughs> to go back to what we had talked about in the in the technical issue episode, um, Chris and I ended up having a Saturday afternoon evening of gaming. 
Um, we and did. we ended up playing uh, a game of Armada and a game of X-Wing, and it was a shit ton of fun. Oh, yeah, Even though I lost both yeah, games. Yeah, that old bullshit. Yeah, I bought more models for X-Wing. Yeah, which was cool, which did. was a which was a good sign because when, when Chris and I had talked about it and uh, when I had run him a demo back in, in version one of the game, he was like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, well, we're using three ships between the two of us. It's cooler with more ships. And I, I'm pretty sure he found that to be the case as well. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I, I like the I used um, I went pure fluffy, used the entire of. Um, oh, God, what is the. Uh, the squadron from uh, the Battlefront Two with Iden Verso. Uh, oh, Inferno, um, Inferno Squad. Inferno Squadron. Yeah, yep. I, use, I used the entire Inferno Squadron led by Darth Vader, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. Sounds I don't fun. think. I I didn't lose a single ship, so no, no, I'm good. No, you you oh, took one one damage the entire I, game. I did. That's Your right. dice this is, uh, sucked. This is uh, Paul's cold dice night, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, especially <laughs> in that game, it was gross. His dice would not roll for crap. It was not my. Uh, it was not my strategic playing. Uh, I was not uh, doing well playing the game. It was just dice. Paul's dice just said, "Fuck you. I'm not. I'm not playing." Yeah, they said, "Let's give Chris some confidence, so he wants to play this game all the time." Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> and 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 a full size game of Armada was pretty awesome too. Because that was it, a lot of fun. It, since neither of us were are, are thinking competitively in the game, we were just like, "What's the biggest ships that I have?" All right, we're gonna put those on the table. So it was it was all giant ships, you know, like two star yeah, destroyers I, and. Yeah, I took I like took that. I took two imperial class star destroyers. I took one victory class star destroyer, and then everything else was uh, squadrons. And then Paul, I'm guessing you took some big Mon Calamari ships. Yeah, I took uh, Profundity and the Liberty, um, which Profundity is the one from Rogue One uh, mm-hmm. that Admiral Radvis was uh, in charge of. And the Liberty is General Maidine's ship from Return of the Jedi. So I had that going on. Um, and the other thing I brought was the the big guppy, the uh, Assault Frigate that, that came out in like Wave 2 of Armada, which is a pretty awesome ship too. Ah, uh, yes. The Space Dolphin. Yeah, the yeah, I've also seen it referred to as the guppy, but I like dolphin better. Yeah, the the big carrier, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool ship. I got one of those. That was an interesting one. Yeah. All right. The uh re- real quick before we go on from that, the uh the theming of of the way things work in that game is just absolutely phenomenal. Um you know, with the with the profundity being in in Rogue One and bringing all the ships out of hyperspace, I was able to do that with my Liberty, just kind of get it into a, a position on turn three, I think, or two, and have it right where I needed it to be was pretty awesome. For for one turn, and then I just played keep away from you. Because that was the that was the one you jumped in and then, like, could never get into the rest of the battle. Yeah, ever. he didn't, he, he, I didn't, I didn't position him well. Um, yeah. I think I think now knowing a little bit more about the ship and knowing it doesn't turn very well at all ever, um, I would have just angled it a little bit differently, which yeah. I think would have made a difference. I think so too. How about you, Chops? What you've been up to? Um, well, since we last talked, I got my ass kicked 
in uh, Kill Team and Eden. That was fun. Uh, actually, they were good games. They were very good games. Lots of learning. Um, I also um, have been putting together and painting models here and there. It's been pretty hard to get motivated, I think, since uh, since I finished my other side stuff. And, like, I had all these aspirations to get a lot of stuff done before Adepticon. But, like, a week ago, I just said, fuck it. Uh, and I've been just putting together models. Um and just, you know, just trying to do what I feel like doing at the time rather than committing to a project just because the burnout from the from the uh, other side stuff. Um, but, you know, having a good time, being being relatively hyped about uh, something we're going to talk about soon. Also, really still loving Eden every time I play it, uh, loving Kill Team every time I play it. And uh, yeah, that sounds like sounds like me, I think, this last week. Awesome. That's a that's a good thing. Uh, you know, when you when you can lose a game and still come back and say, "I can't wait to play again." Oh yeah, man! I, uh, I the the I wanted to re-rack the Eden game immediately because I learned a lot about playing the Nephilim. But um, I was playing over a lunch break, and you know, time is a, a valuable resource at that point. You don't really have time for a second game, so I just had to eat the eat the loss and move on. Um, but it was uh, it was still very very fun, and like I said, that game is always entertaining. Now, were you were you playing as Nephilim or were you playing against the against Nephilim? Nephilim? Yeah, against Nephilim with oh, oh with Matriarchy, who I had never played. I uh, I think I read my Matriarchy cards front to back the first time that day. I had been using them to let other people play, and just basically knew what they did. But you know, I had never really sat down and studied the cards, so I got my ass kicked. Just you know, disobeying that law of miniatures games where you got to know your army. Did not do it. So, yeah, but that's a fun way to learn, though, you know. It was a fun way to learn, uh, and it was. I, I think I I know more about the crew than I would have from just reading about it. Yep. What uh, which which matriarchy crew? I played with the White Order. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I don't know much about the Whites because they are not on the website yet. Right. So the White Order are good for healing. Um, they, they get a, they get a nice little free heal one, a one combat point heal for every, uh, slave or obedient male at the end of a turn. That's within a certain distance of a, of a, uh, a sister, a white order sister. Um, and there's also a lot of movement shenanigans, uh, and the, the obedient males, the, the non sister models that come in that matriarchy box are both big beefy boys that are uh, good at sponging attacks and staying alive um, and also do cool stuff like have bonuses when they and a sister are in base contact with an enemy. So they have a, it's just a, a bubbly synergistic box. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, I mean the, the matriarchy in general kind of hits the synergies quite well. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, the core tenet of the faction, right? Is that the, the sisters have good synergy with their supporting models uh, and they're written in a way that like per order, they do cool stuff. Uh, and the white order is like the protection order. That's the way I would describe it. Where like the red order is kind of like the sadists. Um, yeah, these are, that these they are. are. <laughs> these are more protectionary. Right. And then you have your, your black sisters, which are more, the slaves kind of do more and they're kind of supporting the slaves. Right. Yep. And then the, the green sisters then get more into robotic arms and stuff right right yep yeah it's it's kind of interesting that they fit that much into one faction and into one it all faction, seems to yeah. work mm-hmm. very cool yep. matriarchy is one of the cooler factions i think in the game 
Yeah, we just had somebody uh, somebody like local just jump headfirst into matriarchy. They ended up like buying everything. Nice. Yeah. Now I now I need to find well, something to have on the side. You'll have a matriarchy uh, person to bounce ideas off of too, though. That's that, that's that cool too, all on which, its own, which is exciting. Yep. Uh, especially for such a small game. Agreed. 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 All right, well, I think that covers all of our hobby and, and gaming stuff, so uh, well, let's just, get on yeah, to... I, I guess fuck me, you know, so that's all right. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Shit. I'm an uh, asshole. No, it's okay. Go ahead. It's all right. No, 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 I know why, why we got fucked up. It was because uh, there was a little bit of cross-chatter <laughs> on the X-Wing Armada thing. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. My, no, my bad. I know you've been up to something it's cool, all right. so go ahead and... No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. There's cool thing. good stuff. Uh, all right, so hobby hobbies talk. Um, got some inspiration. Uh, took the uh, started getting my ultramarine uh, chapter uh, company built that I wanted that uh, we talked about in the lost episode for my yearly goal. Uh, took the um, what is it the uh, the new forty um, k starter set with the death guard. Uh, took the lieutenant out of there, customized it, built a uh, very. Uh, roman looking lieutenant and then i finally finished my scratch built uh primaris tigerius stand-in so i just got to go through and clean up some of the uh the green stuff and then uh like sand it down so it's a little bit smoother and then put them on a base and i'll get some pictures up on the uh on the instagram and that's pretty tight man you did some pretty heavy conversion got some sequitur parts and some like yeah yeah so it's it's weird stuff yeah, so it's a sequitur. It's a it's one of the easy to build sequitur robes, and then I took the legs off of it and put Primaris legs on it, and then it's the Dark Angel uh, Lieutenant chest, which I then also filed off the dagger, or the sword icon, and put a skull in the middle of it. It's the Librarian uh, Iron or uh, Psychic Code that I put on the top of it, and with his arms. And then it's the uh, plast the plastic regular uh, Space Marine Librarian staff um, that or no I'm sorry it's a it's actually a um, what's it called <sighs> Grey Knight one of the Grey Knight kits the staff from the Grey Knight kit cut and then with the top of it from the plastic Librarian kit for the skull for the top of the staff and then. Um, think everything oh and then it's an ultramarines upgrade sprue for the shoulder pad so it's a lot of yeah, it's like work. a lot of work man yeah it was like four different models that i built into one so yeah and then i'm going to put them on a base uh with uh, i'm going to do uh take some um cork build up a, a nice little base that makes it look like he's jumping off of the casting a spell and i'm still debating because so tigerius is got that uh iconic standard that he has on top of his back uh his uh, power pack so i'm contemplating on uh figuring out a way to do that as well too for the model so it's but i think really that might cool. make it a little busy is he going to be? Is is he on a small base at the end of the no, day? No, he is on a medium base. So whatever that, that gives, is for 40k these days. Yeah, that gives you a little more room to to make it not look as busy and still have all that going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to mock it up, see what I can do. I mean, I, I probably am going to do it just because that's pretty much an iconic thing for Tigerius. 
So I, I wanted to be very clear that that's who the model is. Um, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm doing my I'm doing a pure Primaris force. So um, Tigeris is pretty much the only model that I'm taking in my list that is not a that does not have a Primaris sculpt yet. So that's why I went ahead and did it so he would fit in with the rest of the army. Then if you, uh, you won't make it, make it yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very much of the opinion that eventually, come in the next, uh, you know, five to ten years, pretty much every Space Marine hero that we have right now will be Primarist. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, and yeah. then, uh, I mean, because we got some spoilers, uh, spoiler warning for anybody that wants to listen, you know, not listen, jump ahead, you know, two minutes. Uh, but it sounds like uh, they have uh, decided to do something that they've never done before, and they've killed off a character in the new book, which is uh, interesting for GW. That's not a move that they've done. They killed uh, they killed Marnius Calgar off. He'll be back. I didn't know they did. No, that. I mean they killed him off after he made him a Primaris. He's dead. Abaddon killed him and ripped out both of his hearts. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive for GW. Yeah, like for GW to do that is huge because they've never been one for killing off their characters. So I mean, I think they're really taking this whole advancing the storyline uh, very seriously, and they're doing it right. I mean. Other companies have been doing it, and you know, like Guild Ball with Steamforge, they're doing it. Privateer Press, and they've done it, you know, in a good way where you continue to get to play with the characters. And the fact that they're like, "Hey, here's this brand new kit for this model. We're gonna kill them off, but you get to keep playing with them." I think that's a good that's move on their cool. part. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. That's pretty. Rare. Yeah, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if they assumed back in the day that if they killed off a character, people wouldn't be interested in playing them anymore. It maybe it, it very well could be the the case. I mean, but also the you know I think for a long time they really were just being a model company, and and now they're really like they, I think they see how much people are invested in their lore. They they see how well the Horse Heresy books do because I mean shoot I still remember the Horse Heresy books coming out back when God I think I was still working for GW when those books first started coming out. So I mean and you know that was I was twenty. 21 when i quit there so you're talking about 21 years 23 years now that you know these books have been going on where they've been doing this whole lore and they they saw how vested people got into it they they realized like people like their lore they like their stories let's let's move it on let's let's keep going yeah well and it seemed to work well when they were blowing up the old world in fantasy i think that's probably where they learned it yeah, I mean, I know I was a big naysayer for Age of Sigmar, but you know, right now I've I got my corn, uh, my uh, not Bloodbound, Blades of Corn now. It's Blades of Corn. I got my new book. Um, you know, I'm interested. I'm look, getting ready to build my new corn army, and I'm excited about it. So awesome! I look forward to killing it with my Nurgles. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Because <laughs> so the the cool thing about it, and I know this is getting a little bit off topic, but the nice thing that I've read about it is so the way that you can summon with them is that so corn gets uh I get blood tithe points every time somebody dies on the table, and either whether it be me or you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be cool. able to I'll be able to summon in a bloodthirster pretty quickly. Yeah, it seems pretty cool the blood tithe and how the blood tithe yeah. works. And you know some some models actually have to be fed the blood tithe too. It's not like like there's some upkeep that you have to do too. So it's like a balance yep. of keeping that blood tithe in order. 
Yep, it is. And then, and the nice thing is, is so because of the fact that you have, it's not like, uh, it's not like Nurgle or Zinch where you get to keep your dice when you're doing it. Um, with with corn, once you spend it, no matter how much, how little, or how much you spend, your whole pool is gone. So that mm. because of the fact you're going to be gaining it so easily. Oh, that's interesting. Pretty rad. And it forces yeah, you to I mean, stay it's... in the shit too, right? You got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then also the nice, uh, then now they've got their own endless spells as well too now um, that they can do, uh, which some of them are pretty dope. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing them. It's, it's going to bring a whole... No dirty mm-hmm. magic. They're manifestations of Korn's rage. So that's another thing. So they can basically just spend, and I don't remember how many blood tithe points it is, and this can be done any... So, so you have to do... You have to do your blood ties during the hero phase, but during the magic phase, at any point in time, you can just go, I'm going to spend this much blood tithe, and your spell just is not going to work. No. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there's some ranges involved with that. I'm, I'm not sure, but it uh, it is definitely, they are definitely, they have a lot of anti-magic tech. That is for sure. Oh, as yep. they should. Yeah, Corn yeah, hates magic, so. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. Um, it's the first time I've been interested in Sigmar Age of Sigmar in a while. Um, you know, I, I even though I like the Golden Boys, I I realized like aesthetically, I just want to kill shit, and Corn's going to be where that's going to be fun. So yeah, for sure. But see, and then you can tie it into your uh, um, Warhammer Underworlds stuff too. Yeah, so yeah, I've got the I've got the the starter set from. Uh, with the the marauder guys so now i just need to get the uh the blood warrior guys the magors fiends yeah man yeah. those guys are mm-hmm. cool so and well, then uh right. yep that, that's pretty much it outside of i grab i grab some shadow spear individual models but other than that nothing else cool that's i, th- I think you take the cake this week though I think you actually yeah, you have uh, hobbied more than the rest of us. I'm, I might have. Yeah, that's true. I might have. Yeah, I got a little bit of paint on some Eden guys, and I've got uh, some Gene Steeler Colts built from my original Kill Team box. But that's about it. Yeah, I'm still debating on how I want to uh, paint these uh, Ultramarines because I really like the, like the old dark color scheme, but I'm just trying to figure out what paints to, to use that with. Do what you um, like. And then... Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm just looking at what I've got. Plus, you know, it's how I'm going to airbrush them. So that'll be fun. Cool. Yep. Well, all right. Shall we? Uh, shall we get into it, you guys? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Gamma. We try to keep this a little short this week. Uh, so Gamma. It's a couple of weeks ago. For those who don't know, Gamma is a uh, organization that does um, some. Uh, it basically, it's a business-to-business organization for gaming. Let's say that. Uh, and they have a convention every year where retailers and game game companies and distributors get together and they show each other all the shit that they want to sell for the next year. Uh, and usually get a lot of previews, mostly board games. There's a lot of cool board games and a lot of good board game news for those of you who are board gamers to go search, seek that out. Um, but in the miniature world, we had a couple big announcements. Uh, and I think the two companies near and dear to our hearts that we'll talk about a little bit are Weird Miniatures and Games Workshop. You're here. All right. So starting with Weird Miniatures, let's go with their uh, their newest game. Talk a little bit about, about that first. So Weird showed off uh, a couple models from the two new factions, the Three Kingdoms and the Kuman. And then they also showed off the sexy starter box. Um, 
And for those of you guys who are on the fence about the other side or aren't sure, you know, don't think you'd ever play the other side, I think the this starter box uh, is actually probably a product that you should look at. Um, and the reason why is that Weird made some really smart decisions around designing the starter box. So in the world of the other side, there are two sort of uh, sides to the battle. There's the Malifaux side or the, and then there's the Earth side. Uh, and then in those two, there are uh, factions that can basically play for either, either allegiance so or either side of the allegiance. So those are the allegiance names, right? The Earth Allegiance, the Malifaux Allegiance. And then you have these uh, sort of uh, adjacent factions. And on the Earth side, uh, you have the Guild. And on the Malifaux side, you have the Court of Two. Uh, so the, the starter set has a single commander list for either of those. Um, and the benefit to this is the, or the core benefit to this is that you can combine this with any other starter box to make a full legal two commander list. Uh, so it's not like the original Malifaux box where it didn't really split easily into other factions. These will literally turnkey into commander boxes uh, so you could split this box with a friend and then each of you get a commander box and you're playing full games of the other side which i think is fucking brilliant i don't know about you guys i think it's 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 a brilliant decision because let's face it the malifaux two-player starter for 2.0 was a piece of shit yeah was bad. I mean, yes, that's, it was. True. It, that's it the was. only thing to say about it i mean it was it, it was bad no, that we had this we had this argument again before when we lost the episode. I will say there was only two redeeming qualities of the two player starter box for Malfo, and that was Angel Eyes and Nurse Harping. But again, that does that two two models does not a good starter set make. Uh, no, not especially considering that they're for two factions that you might not be playing. And the two sides weren't didn't actually play very well together. Like if you ever played a game with just those eight models. Oh, see, I never did fun. that. I I never did that. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah, because I, I, I bought I pretty much bought the box. I bought the box for Angel Eyes. That was and right. then just sold everything else off. So bad news, man. It's bad kit. Um, <laughs> but the this new one, yeah, this new one though, uh, the models. Um, look amazing uh and and the other thing too is that they're really looking at the at tugging at the malifaux players heartstrings here because the two commanders are sonya crid and karai and koku right so two huge figures from the malifaux lore you know for for you know listeners who may have never invested in weird these are two of the most beloved malifaux characters period um, Correct. And they've, you know, they've both been around since first edition uh, and have rich and varied lore and amazing stories told about them. So it's very cool to see them come into the other side and be realized there. So in, in, in chops, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I'm not up on the mouthful lore, but the, uh, the version of Sonya that we're getting in the other side is post her getting the, is it the Titan? Uh-huh. Removed yep. from her brain or whatever it is. The well, mask well, getting taken off. Yeah. Post mask removal. Yep. So, which pretty much means she's just, you know, she's Palpatine, you know, unlimited power at this point in time. Pure rage. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Like yeah. It. She's Darth Maul. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I, uh, plus the model is sweet. So. So. Uh, uh, and one of the other cool things too, is that since it's, it's, Masters from Malifaux, you can kind of gauge uh, the strength of a Malifaux character versus the characters that you see in the other side. Um, yeah, that's also pretty cool. 
You know, it's yeah. like, wow, these these guys are even stronger and more powerful than the people from the other side. Yeah, very, very neat the way they did that. And uh, again, all the models are great. Um, it's it, it just seems it's a very well put together box. And I like the idea that like a two, two people could buy this and within an hour they can play a one commander game and then go, holy shit, this is rad. And then then they can decide which one wants to play which and then they can go buy the allegiance box of their choice. Um and have the, the two commander list. It's just so smart. It's an incredibly wise decision on Weird's part, I think. Yeah, it's it, it's a great build. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be good models. Um, and and unlike the ones from Malifaux Second Edition starters, they're useful, and you're gonna want to play with them. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then and then Plus. the cherry on top. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, plus it's getting, you know, obviously we got four factions to begin with, but now it's throwing, you know, a, a full-fledged, you know, fifth and sixth faction out there real quick for people to jump on. So that way the game will be a lot more diverse than what it is right now pretty quickly, which and I the like. Cher- yeah, and the cherry on top is the seventh and eighth faction, right? Because the, the three kingdoms and the command are coming for the Earth and Malifaux side respectively too. So you're going to have the, you know, your China, Japan, Vietnam, three kingdoms uh, faction, uh, and also a faction of pure Oni, which is that those are a faction of pure Oni is like the worst sentence for my wallet ever defined, ever, ever said. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm in deep shit when it comes to that particular faction. You, and I'm pretty sure that both. the way you just said it, um, you gave our friend Ray a nerdgasm right there in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Because that's the whole reason why Ray plays 10 Thunders. Is for yeah. Well, I mean, now there's a whole faction of Oni. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, and Ray already plays the other side, so Ray's fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the funny thing about Ray, and I know this is a side note, is that if you want Ray to play a game, all you got to do is find whatever the Japanese or Asian themed army is and say, "Hey, look at this," and then he's in. Yep. But anyway, I, I digress. That got him into Wild West Exodus and Malifaux and Eden. <laughs> yeah, we got we got him into Wild West Exodus with uh, uh, Nanako, didn't we? Nakano, I mean. Uh-huh, yep, because he was yep. like, oh, I can use that as a uh, proxy in Malifaux, and then he, he was, like, full in. All right. Yep. Anyway, all right, so, so what else did Weird bring us from Gamma? So, and this is where the time being a flat circle thing is going to fuck me up real good, because uh, I don't remember the timing and how these announcements came about uh but one of the things they showed was the artwork uh for the starter boxes uh and the release boxes which sort of in a way confirmed the release model for malifaux which again i i don't know what episode i said it in but hashtag kevin was right uh i called when we talked about malifaux 3e a while back that the way it would be released is there would be master boxes and then keyword boxes uh and that is exactly what they're doing uh and i i couldn't be happier um, they showed the master box, um, for lady justice. Uh, and then they showed a couple, uh, keyword boxes. And one of them specifically was a keyword box for the kin. And if you looked at the artwork on the kin, you could see models that were in multiple separate boxes before. So they're going to be combined boxes of models by keyword rather than by single model, which hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, if, if since since this stuff's already out, it makes sense to to stick it in the same box. Um, 
Well, some of it looks like they're getting, you know, some resculpts too with these new boxes cuz I think the artwork are. that they had for Sonya had her having like or not Sonya, but uh, Lady J having like super short hair. Oh yeah, 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 it does. And and again, that that I'm not saying everything is going to be uh, a resculpt or or not a resculpt or a re-release or whatever, but it does indeed look like like right now I'm looking at a box of wrestlers as a as a as an like a, a thing and wrestlers aren't going to come in a box of wrestlers anymore. They're going to come in an infamous themed box. So it will be wrestlers and other stuff in a box full of infamous keyworded gremlins or Bayou models. Which makes it so much easier to shop, you know, like when yeah, you're, when you're looking it makes at it easier that stuff. for a retailer to carry, like there's just less skews for them to carry easier to well, know what also... you need to buy. Yeah, that that's what I was about to say. It was like as a new player, like when I first got into Malifaux, like it was it was real daunting to figure out what went with what, you know, since everything was build build the list as you play, like I wasn't sure what had the good synergies together, what went well with stuff. Going down this route, you know, that that stuff's all really solved for you, especially with going down this whole new keyword route that they've gone with ME three. I'm I really like it and you know, as as a me wanting to get back into playing some Malifaux with me three to put my guild models on the board. Like that's going to take a level of stress off of my plate by them doing this for sure. Yeah. This is a really smart move. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's brilliant. And I think stores are going to be extremely thankful to weird for that direction as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's I'm less boxes the on the shelves, man. I'm, and, and you know, I, I think because we talked about it in the last episode, uh, it's worth noting that there was some, disdain for the artistic choices uh or whatever aesthetic choices that they made for the boxes and on the boxes yeah and and my i'm gonna basically reiterate what i said last week and whatever uh people always complain in in version changes and no matter what happened somebody would have been not happy i think on the whole these these boxes are much clearer in their color and iconography uh to what factions are different like the uh, uh like the guild their boxes have a full red splash behind them can't fucking mistake it they're guild models um so you look for boxes with red behind them if you want guild models it just makes it really easy to identify them at a glance and again helps new players the the thing that really matters for it helps the most so uh, it's just i just feel like it's like old hip-hop heads complaining about new hip-hop that kids listen to just fuck off uh, it's fine. <laughs> well, and, Mumble and rap the, is crap. <laughs> and the, the, the other thing, too, about the boxes is that they actually artistically tie in with the other side as well. I didn't I wasn't a fan right. at first yeah, until I realized that. Also, that I'm not saying I like it matches. I just want to get that out there in case any listeners are like, oh, Chops likes that new mumble rap. No, I was just saying I respect the kids like different things than I do and that change is hard for old people but deal with it yeah because i'm old and i am kind of okay with change yeah <laughs> See? kind of it's fine malifo is going to be fine uh we just have to let it release uh, and that's the other thing we got. The Malifaux releases. Oh, no, we did see that we didn't. This is post Gamma, but we're this talking out, about it now. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Let's do it. Circular. So, wibbly wobbly, yeah. timey wimey. Yeah. Wibbly. Yeah. Right. Jeremy Bear Me. <laughs> the, the whole thing about uh, Malifaux now is that it's coming out early summer. So we've got it early summer, and then we've got possibly 
the most exciting announcement possible. And I, I this is this is exciting to me because I saw multiple threads about this online. And I think of all of the wargaming announcements I've looked at in the last three years, and I mean across every game system I've played, the least negative comments I've ever seen from an official announcement from a company is how weird is releasing the books from Alpha 3E. And I couldn't be happier that there are not very many people angry about it. Um, so basically what they're doing, because the breadth of the game is so wide now, they are doing one book per faction uh, and a core rule book. And glory, glory, hallelujah. All Thank I want God. are Bayou stories and Bayou models. I don't care about all the other stuff. And when I do want to read it, I can just pick up their book and I can get all the stupendous artwork and all the rules for all the models and all the stories and a single book for each faction. And they're going to be like, they, there's going to be a thematic sense to the books. And I'm just, I couldn't be happier. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's a very, very wise decision on Weird's part. No, no, thank God. Uh, I've, I, I liked when, when Privateer Press started moving down that direction of putting out the faction books with the single stories in it. Um, you know, I, I will commend Private or Weird for doing the same thing. It's, it's a lot more engaging uh, for someone that is like, look, I only like for me for for Privateer Press, Signar. Signar was my jam. Signar was my thing. I only wanted Signar lore. I could care less what Kata was doing. I could care less what the Retribution was doing. What's Signar doing? Like for me, what is Guild doing? That's all I care about. And you know what's cool is it's not going to just be what Guild's doing. They're going to be able to tell like crew thematic stories too, which is so cool. Like tying lore into these crew boxes and releases. Oh man, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, as they get into the cycle of new releases um how they go about doing that are those going to be in a single book like they they were in m2e or is it going to be uh yeah, like tied wave, up a little bit more books? yeah yeah, yeah are, are there going to be wave books or is it going to be you know specific uh i don't know pamphlets or or whatever you know for the, I guess for the different groups we find out moving forward yeah, yeah which i mean do, which is maybe a, they'll do some for some free lore on like website or something or the breach side uh, podcast maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and it's just kind of interesting because we've seen privateer press move away from that release model. And now weird is in fully embracing it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Either way. I'm excited. I'm, and I'm, I was, like I said, very happy to see that my excitement was carried forward by the majority of comments that I saw online. It was comforting. A little bit of faith in humanity restored, and I didn't see too many complaints about that specific thing. You mean it was the forums weren't a shit show like they usually are? Well, at least not when I was looking. Not about this this announcement. <laughs> I think there was... There was they were busy with other to, things is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There was pretty close to universal uh, acceptance and, 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 and cheering for this particular announcement. Well, that's always. I think thing. that's probably the first universal acceptance of something ME3 that I've seen, I've heard of. Then, right, that's what I'm saying. So, hey, good, awesome, cool. So that's weird, weird yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean they've so, they've had some big stuff going on, and and you know just as a as a quick side note, I think it's pretty amazing how they, with the accidental release knowledge of of m3e coming i think weird's done a very good job of rallying around that and and being maintaining excitement for the game 
Um, I think so too, because I think they probably didn't mean to announce Malifaux third edition until now-ish. Yeah, so I figured it, that was, yeah, it was probably going to be like, a, hey, it's coming and now go. Here's your stuff. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've done a pretty good job, you know, announcing the open beta, using that opportunity to tighten up the game. Uh, the whole thing was very smart. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's weird. Uh, I think we're all excited. I'm excited to see what they have and what they're demoing at Adepticon this week. Um, yeah. Um, but should we move on to the 800 pound gorilla that is games workshop? Yeah. Let's talk GW. Shall we? Yes. All right. I'm going to talk specifically about the gamma releases. We can, we can hit on a little bit of uh, other stuff after, if you guys want to, if there's anything new you want to talk about. Um, but we'll go through it and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna skip over anything. Uh, we'll, we'll take some stuff as just hot takes. Um, but I'd like to just talk about all the things they had in the announcement. Um, cause there are, you know, different flavors of gamers that are listening. So Necromunda, uh, had an announcement for, uh, Cal Jericho. Um, so Cal Jericho and scabs are both getting, um, it looks like forge world released models. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, if you guys have read any of the Cal Jericho books or if you care about Necromunda at all, but they are quite nice. I, I keep wanting to try Necromunda, but there's not a much big community for it down here. What but the hell's I, on I his head? Ha- <laughs> huh? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go what? Ahead. No, what? I, I'm, look, I'm looking at the model. What the fuck is coming off of his head? Oh, yeah. I don't even know who this guy is. Like when that model came out, I was like. What the? Who the hell is this? Uh, yeah, Cal, okay, Cal Jericho. It's the. I think it's the Cal Jericho model. What the fuck is on his head? His braid, the blonde braid. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a. <laughs> it reminds me of like Futurama, where they have the the brain sucker things. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> okay, now I gotta go find this model. Anyway, Cal Jericho. So Necromunda. That's what's coming out. You guys suck. Uh, All right. <laughs> The next thing, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm just not that big into Necromunda, so I, yeah. But but I mean, just seeing that, I'm like, wait. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Necromunda. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great game. I want to try it. Uh, yeah, that model. Okay. Next thing. Next thing. Next thing. Um, in my opinion, uh, if you ask me, I guarantee, I, I promise, you guys can come back to this and be like, Kevin, what was the best model kit that came out in 2019? I'm gonna have the same answer I have right now. And it is the motherfucking halflings for Blood Bowl. <laughs> yes. I love these fucking models. The I goats. Give oh a my shit. Gosh. This, this, is, jackets. this is best best plastic kit of the year. Guaranteed. Hands down. No one's going to beat it. It's impossible. You can't do it. Uh, fucking take your shit and pack it up and go home if you're trying to do better. Because Games Workshop already did it. Uh, <laughs> oh, so my God. You're... you're you're saying you, you're 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 taking the halflings. You're taking the halflings over the new Abaddon model, the new yeah. Chaos Warriors, ten times the new Obliterators. Ten. Yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. I'm I'm okay. with I'm, I'm with okay. them on it just because of the guy with the squirrel on his head and the guy with the lamb in his pants. <laughs> Abaddon oh, ain't got shit on lamb in the pants. Yeah, it it they're. They're so but good. Abaddon ha- Abaddon has an on-off model on the back of his armor. <laughs> Dude, one of these has a colander for a helmet. Just fuck off, <laughs> yes, Abaddon. Does. Yeah, a colander, a teapot. <laughs> a, one looks like he's wearing a sock on his head. <laughs> he totally is because his foot's bare. <laughs> 
I like how I like how I love how like in Tolkien's world, like halflings are heroes. They're these there's these people of courage, and in GW's like these guys are the fucking brunt of the joke. But but that's how but that's how Tolkien appre- approaches them as well. They're reluctantly heroes, just like these guys. None of them look like, like they want to be out there. The guy's well, got a fucking squirrel tickling his nose with its tail. It's funny because it says welcome to Blood Bowl on hard mode in the article. So e- they even suck on the pitch. <laughs> like they're just no good. Yep. Uh, yep. Anyway, these are they're the best. I'm probably going to buy them just to have them because I I just want to have these models. They're so fucking good. Anyway, and they're called the Greenfield is- Grasshuggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Greenfield Grasshuggers. It's so good. <laughs> I don't think it could possibly be better. They're amazing. Oh my god, I love it. I'm in. I'm in penny and pound on this one. Yeah, I'm buying them. All right. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, you guys can to... keep them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Kill Team release. Uh, Elites. So we talked about this for a long time in the last episode, and I don't think we can rehash everything that we talked about. But let's distill it down to the essence. And the essence for me is that I hate this fractured release system for Kill Team. I wish that from the jump they had released a book that had commanders, elites, and the core rules all included at once and broken out. Like they break out, they break out match play and story mode and all that stuff in all their other books. Uh, or narrative and matched and all that and open, they could have easily included all of these rules in one book rather than forcing me to buy a $50 book or a $60 book and then another $60 book and then another $60 fucking book. Um, I love Kill Team, you guys. I love this game and I hate this so much. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to say. I, and, I, and I'm 100% with you on hating this this release process. Uh, I... I it should have just been in there from the beginning. It 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 goes back, and and I mentioned this last time. It goes back that this is exactly what everybody is bitching about Privateer Press doing, which was half-ass releasing the game. You know, yeah. this is like this. This isn't necessarily. This isn't like an expansion adding something new or interesting. This just should have been in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these I, models exist, right? Yeah, elite, it's not like it's something new. Elite should have always been in been in the game, like because we when we talked about this last time too, like you know that everything to this point, with the exception of probably maybe commanders, should have been in Kill Team from the beginning. There mm-hmm. there should have never been a reason why they shouldn't have been released in the beginning. It, the only thing is, is this again, like and a, my thought process on it is with the way that the new CEO is going with trying to get so much saturation in the market and in these in these third party vendors where they're selling that outside of. Outside of local gaming stores, that's your Barnes and Nobles, your Targets, your your other your other toy stores and stuff like that. But I mean, even if but that's those the places case, aren't that's selling what... Kill Team. They're selling box games from GW. Yeah, they're not selling, yeah, they're selling Kill selling, Team. They're selling Blitz Bowl and Space Marine Heroes I'm, and all that stuff. I'm, are you, I could have swore I thought I saw a a Kill like the old like the first Kill Team. Nope. The first Kill Team box set. Nope. Um, not maybe in a, not, was, not in a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, not for 150 mm. clams. No. That was a, that was maybe it was box. maybe it was the seventh edition Kill Team that I saw. I don't. Yeah, that don't, one wasn't that way, expensive. Even if that was the case, like it's uh, it's still such a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah, it's bad. And, and so with, with but there, I am. What I'm hoping is that what we'll see is because of the release we got today, uh, or the announcement we got today about the chaos 
Space Marine Codex update with the fact that if you bought it digitally, you will get all the new updates for free. So what I'm hoping that we'll see is when Kill Team is at his point of like, all right, we're done. This is everything we're doing for Kill Team. This is everything we had planned for Kill Team for our release. Anyone that's bought the Corp rulebook now will get these updates for free. That'd in be the cool. Rulebook. I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold my breath though. Yeah, I'm, my, I'm my, not either. I'm not I'm, either. I feel like I feel like if they're gonna do that, they're gonna be like you know updating the books individually. I don't think they're gonna be updating them into yeah. one. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I will. We'll, I will say one of my complaints with GW always has been is that their big cash bag is off their books. So yeah. I mean, th- this is what Kill Team is right now. Is just them they're getting their cash grab off of their books. Yeah, and and Necromunda, you guys did just consolidate because I don't know if you guys are familiar with how that released, but they released the Necromunda Underhive box, and then each time a gang was released, they released a gang war. They had new terrain features, the rules for the new gang, and some new things. Like one of them added campaign play. Uh, another one added a bunch of Forge World stuff. And then just recently, they they released an updated Necromunda rulebook with all of the facts in errata. And then they combined the five gang war books into one book called Gangs of the Underhive. Um, and I think that's what I wouldn't be surprised if, Mal- if, or if uh, they did with Kill Team is that they, you know, they, they have one or two more of these packs in their in their back pocket, and then eventually they'll re-release a core book and then a combined book with all of the extra stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch. Can I bitch? Hmm? Go bitch. ahead. I I, you know, comparing it to Necromunda is hard because I feel like the Necromunda it's new models, it's new things, things that yeah, weren't out. Yeah, yeah, I, I you know agree. what I mean. I, I'm not going to disagree it. with you with that it's, at all. It's, at all. It, you know, this is this is like okay. Now we can take Tau Crisis battle suits. Okay, well, why couldn't I? Before? It's it it's it's super frustrating. Yeah, and, I agree. And, I agree. That yeah, is a little. You already own that stuff. Me. I guess yeah. I was just I was just meaning for book release wise, right? I that was, I know, but I, I, it's just still a, a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, like like that's not there. You know, I the only thing GW that's doing for not. Yeah, Go ahead, Chris. The I'm only sorry. thing that's doing that for yeah, the only thing that's doing that for me is that it just convinces me never to buy another GW book. Not, it, it convinces not right me away, to just right. Yeah, it, it just it will. I mean, look what happened with the Space Wolf Codex. You know, when the Space Wolf Codex came out, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff about that because of the fact that there was a uh, the printing in it was wrong. And GW's answer to that was, oh well, here's a print off on of it. You know, sorry, glue it in. You know, yeah, glue it in. You know, tape it in. Whatever. You know, so now now we've got Kill Team, where it's all these different releases. You know, Necromunda came out with a bunch of releases, and oh by the way, here's another book at the end that you know, you know, we'll, we'll combine everything that we just released. You know, now you've got the Chaos Codex. Why did they even go out and rebother printing a brand new Codex? You know, now you're shelling out another thirty-five, fifty dollars, whatever those prices of those codecs are, for something with updated rules because they added. I mean, it's not just that there's updated rules from you know the 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 chapter approved from the FAQs. I mean, there's whole brand new units in that chaos book. I mean, there's that whole brand new huge model that that dude riding the forge fiend or whatever the hell it is. Like that was not in the original book. Like that's a whole brand new model that was just announced and teased like a week ago the rules for that are in that book. Like that's not a small update. That's a, that's huge. Like at this point, it's like, why buy it? Just go, go use your, go use your, um, you know, your, your app builders on your phones and screw buying the books. Yeah. And, and, and at this point, at least again, at least you're getting something that's a new model. 
you know, you're getting something new. Whereas, and, and I gotta, I gotta go on this, this, this rant, but the fucking commander releases was the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Right. They wanted 35 bucks. That was basically for tokens that you can use in kill team, because at least with the Necrons, the model that you get out of that $35 box is one that comes in every Necron starter that there is every, every start collecting box. So they're sitting around. I have a ton of them. Why am I going to spend $35 for another one and tokens? It just, it it just, it completely turned me off because of of that cost and and lack of value to that like had it been a $35 box with a sculpt that was new that was exclusive to it pricey yes but i would have been in on it yeah it's bad mm-hmm. news yep I, yeah, I, I mean, and I, I will support kill team in terms of the fact that uh you know regardless of what paul says it's a fun game I enjoyed yep, Kill Team agreed. when I played it. Um, I want to play it outside of a campaign. Um, I want to play it just like as a kind of a one-off, you know, to, uh, a beer and pretzels afternoon kind of game where we're yeah. not, you know, worrying about upgrading soldiers or building the teams. You know, let's just go out and play, have fun. Like I want to do that more with Kill Team. You should. Um, it's a good game. I play it every week. Yeah, so it's really good. I yeah, I support it from that standpoint. Um, I do not support it for what GW is doing with the books. Um, I don't support gw in general and what they're doing with books uh that being said i fucking love your models um and you your eighth edition of 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 uh, 40k is great i like it yeah i mean like i said kill team's great it's only this release model i don't like and i'll probably still reluctantly buy elites because i want the rules that are in it but it's just yeah because you get you your golden boys i know yeah i can play my my custodies finally but it's just frustrating anyway all right moving on rant over um, yeah for now yeah, for now. The next thing they showed uh, was the Blackstone Fortress expansion for uh, Traitor Guard. So, you know, I know we're getting Sisters of Battle this year, and that's cool and everything, but goddamn, how cool would it be for a Traitor Guard? Uh, like, we have Codex Space Marines. Imagine if there was a Traitor Guard, like, uh, Codex, an actual re- full-blown release for Chaos uh, Fallen Human Soldiers. So fucking I would cool, support man. that. I would too. I, I think that's what cultists are supposed to be in the chaos book, but no, there it needs to be a whole like this world rebelled. Yep. Yeah, this this book, man, like or this this release, the, the the movie they shown, there's a like there's a corrupted uh there's a corrupted commissar that looks like fucking Hellboy. He's got a giant power fist. Yeah, he's pretty fucking uh, awesome. I'm looking at him now. Yeah, and then there's also a giant corrupted ogrin that's got like a slanesh claw coming off of it, also rad as fuck uh so i really hope that uh that becomes a real thing and it's not just limited to to blackstone fortress because it would be amazing to get a full trader guard army um yeah it's yeah it's very cool so i mean they finally gave us gene stealer cult so why not right yeah yeah gene stealer cults are the coolest one of the coolest 40k factions so yeah, I mean, we're we're slowly but surely seeing like the introduction of a lot of these models from the board games or these other side games into the 40k universe. So you know, I I think you know because I think is it this one where they the one that they just released they got a lot of bunch of orc mech suits that are like outside of the normal orc stuff. So I mean, I I don't see that they won't include a lot of those in the in the core game eventually. Yeah, we can hope so. 
I mean, I, I see Rogue Trader as a faction. I, I see it eventually. That would also be cool to have Rogue Traders. Yeah, that would be neat. All right. Next announcement. This is all I'm going to say is they're they're going to release Warhammer Age of Sigmar Munchkin. Cool. Moving on. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Forbidden Power for Age of Sigmar. So we got the Soul Wars, and the Soul Wars are, are ramping up into Forbidden Power. Uh, if you watch the movie, uh, it sounds like Sigmar made a mistake. Uh, Sigmar knows he made a mistake, and I think he was like, these are problems for future, for future Sigmar. I don't have to worry about this, except now is the time of... <laughs> Now the time is of, re- of reckoning has arrived, and future Sigmar has to deal with it. Uh, so these forbidden vaults are gonna gonna open, and we're gonna get some cool fucking shit out of them. Now there's a lot of speculation online that I've seen. Uh, there's a lot of Egyptian runes in there, which le- which would lead you to think that they might be re-releasing some Tomb Kings models. Which fingers I mean, crossed, hoping, yeah. praying, praying. Yeah, there's a. I think I think that'd be cool, man. I think uh, seeing some two kings on some circular bases, they don't. They wouldn't even have to do much. Those models were already amazing. Um, yeah, especially the the late. You know, what the, was it? Yeah, eighth, ninth edition tomb, tomb kings, kings that they were that, getting right there at the yeah, end. They're yeah. just as good as almost any anything that's coming out of the modern sculpts, right? So, um, very, very, very cool. And they, I think they could just release that, and it would be good. Um, All they need but, to do is adjust the heads on the skeletons. So yep. another thing, and, and no screaming skull catapults. Yeah, no, that's that's a good call. Uh, so Lots another thing, screw those things. What about guys? What about so not chaos stormcast, but like a fallen stormcast. So not not beholden to Sigmar, not in order faction, but like a whole vault full of rebelling, pissed off, failed Sigmar experiments. Like people who are just out. sick of being brought back after death. Yes. And that being hmm. a faction. So like twisted Sigmarites. I can deal with that because I mean, it would, it would, it would emotionally drain you to die and be brought back. So you could die again and be experimented on and all sorts of shit. And yeah, having the, like the, 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 like, you know, cause Sigmar had to perfect the reforging process. So this is all like the scraps of that. Well, um, I mean, I, in a, in in the in I think that's a cool idea in premise. The problem is is that I feel like GW just did that with the Ideneth, because that's pretty much exactly what the Ideneth. I mean, are, but that's ex- are, but that, that's also what the Marathi models are. They're like the things that got spit out of Slanesh's stomach, right? Um, true. But yeah. I I uh, I it, and I'm not fighting you that it is you know them following the same story hook, but I just you know seeing these newest chaos models and the kind of like warped disgusting stuff that that the gw sculptors are capable of if they were flexing their muscles and making a brand new miniatures range for age of sigmar that seems like a pretty cool place where it's like they get to make some jokes too right like it's more sigmar except it's not right because it's a brand new faction (laughs) they're all fucked up and weird um so i think there's a there's a lot for both of those i think if if it's either one of i mean it could be neither of those right it could be like something completely different than either of those two options but man if it's one of those two options i'm not going to be pissed that it's not one or the other you know what i mean right yeah i mean there is a there is a there is a, a premise for the for what you're talking about with these like corrupted or or you know messed up stormcast because they're even exploring in the lore like how the stormcast are coming back like more and more as they get reinforged more more times that they die and come back they're they're coming back even more screwed up and more disconnected and and more you know 
distant from emotion and, and yeah, all that like other ap- stuff apathetic and more prone to fight yeah for sure yeah sounds like they might be headed in that direction anyway yep i'm excited either way so that's uh that's that and now let's moving on in age of sigmar let's talk about the biggest and baddest the big announcement one from gamma and that's war cry yes yes so excited for this <laughs> Yes. So, yes. So earlier. Uh, oh wait. Earlier, can I? Can I? Can I do mine since you guys are done yesing? Yeah. Go yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So earlier, I, I I made special note to to come back to the fact that you guys were talking about smashing your chaos boys together. Uh, you know, doing a little corn on Nurgle. Um, and uh, so Warcry might be an extension of that skirmish wise. I don't think you're going to be able to use any of the models you currently have, which let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Things people were hoping for, right? One of them was AOS kill team. Um, and that's not what this is. So people were right a little bit, maybe understandably upset. Um, but you know, AOS kill team exists in, in the AOS skirmish rules, which were, you know, just tightened up and redone. And they, you know, they've done them over the last couple of months in white dwarf. So, you know, and I, I think we have no doubt that they're going to release a compendium of that. And at the end of the year, we might get like a $20 book that has all of the skirmish editions that they've made uh, via the White Dwarf. And I think that's kind of what White Dwarf is moving into is like a, a way for them to like release small bits of rules over time and then and then make compendiums at the end of the year. Uh, I will be proved right, I'm sure, later this year on that. But um even if that's not the case, that's a way to play skirmish games of AOS. And I have seen AOS players locally playing those rules and enjoying them. So I don't think that that was a product that they needed to make. Now, um, that being said, what Warcry is, uh, skirmish combat in the mortal realms, uh, entirely chaos based. So this is, this is, it takes place in the Varen Spire. And for you guys who don't know, it is a realm unto itself. Uh, it is a realm of chaos and what, Chaos, aspiring chaos champions do is they make a pilgrimage to Varenspire where they try to uh, basically outdo each other in, in ge- deeds of chaosiness uh, to prove themselves to their chosen chaos god. Chris, have I done this justice? I think so far, I think you're doing well. All right. And so what I think we have here, and we don't know, right? So this is this is wild chop speculation, but I've been right a lot on the podcast. So I was gonna say you're I'm pretty good at wild speculation. I'm gonna throw my my wild speculation hat in the ring and and say what I think this game is. Uh, and I think it is going to be a skirmish game. I think it's gonna be an entirely new rule set. And if I was going to bet a little bit of money, I would say that the rule set is going to be somewhat based on the classic Mordheim rules uh, and brought forward a little bit into the modern age, knowing what GW knows about its current rule systems and what people like. Um, So I think that's what we're going to get. And I think that it's going to be supported by a Necromunda-like release model. Uh, And what I mean by that is we're going to get a large core box with a lot of terrain. Uh, and then we are going to get warband boxes that have all new miniatures. And every one of these is going to be a specific chaos warband. Uh, I think based on something that we saw with uh, icons of factions that they're going to be dedicated to different chaos gods. Um, and that each one is going to be, you know, entirely new models and will make up warbands, which is very much the way Mordheim was released back in the turn, at the, you know, at the turn of the millennium. So, 
Um, that that's my current thinking and, and where I'm at now. And I also think this is a terrain heavy game. So I think they'll be doing it as for kill zone. They'll do, I think things like kill zones where you'll have like chaos spheres or something where there's like, you know, zones of chaos and you'll be able to get it, which will be cool because AOS needs a shot of new terrain injected into it real bad. True. Um, and this will be a way for them, for GW to make some new cool plastic kits for AOS. Um, and again, releasing all new models in an all new skirmish based game that has a heavy campaign uh, uh, aspect tied into it as well. Also via more time. That's where my sort of more time guess comes from. I could be wrong about that. I'm willing to be wrong about the more time stuff, but I'm not willing to be wrong about the, the Necromunda release model. I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see, these boxes and forty to fifty dollar warband boxes released aside aside it, and and we all know my love of Mordheim, so I I'm hoping and praying that you are not wrong on this one. Oh man, I hope I'm right. I I really want Mordheim back, and 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 the thing is, is like as much as I I want to go around and and bring Tim the uh, Necromancer back, uh, I I want to run around with these like juggernaut gladiator looking corn worshiping death machines that we saw in the, that comes in this first kit against the horned rat. Yeah, for sure. And if you look at these, if you look at the, the, the things they've released, if you, if you really like take a second and peek, it really looks like chaos undivided zinch corn, the horned rat. Um, I don't, I guess I don't know what, what all the other ones would, well, no, I don't know what the it'll last be Nurgle, one would be. It'll be, oh, Nurgle, it'll be Nurgle, right. undivided, uh, Nurgle undivided, Slanesh, Zinch, Corn, and the Horn Ratch. So that yep. should be and six. If you, if you, and if you look at the icons, right, the eye is Zinch, right? The, the fence with the three spikes, probably Corn. It's Corn. The Horned Rat is the Horned Rat. Uh, the Plague Doctor looking mask is with Nurgle. the bones coming off of it is Nurgle. Right. So, I mean, it looks like it's all represented that way. Um, so, I mean, here's hoping. And you know what would be really cool? What if there was a – what if there the, – the first zone that we get is themed around a Chaos God? And we don't know this yet, but maybe that's the Horned Rats chaos, like zone or maybe it's the Undivided Zone. But what if they release like a box of terrain dedicated to each Chaos God? Well, so this is also going to be an interesting thing because this I think, I think this will be the first time that we have seen mortals, not Skaven, worshipping the Horned Rat. The Horned Rat, yeah. Fucking cool, man. So this is this is also bringing a whole new aspect into the lore for AOS because everything yeah, we've seen so, so far for Horned Rat has all been Skaven. Skaven, but we know that they're all about advancing the storyline, and I don't think there's any reason yep. to believe that the Horned Rat, who is becoming exalted as a Chaos God himself, wouldn't have some human followers. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, that's I I would would love to see that because of the fact that them you know, hey, we we I put mean, this guy in. In the Pantheon, let's do something with it. Look at the Cador gang in Necromunda. You know, they, they are very twinged horned ratty too. So, um, I mean, they even have rats coming out for their for, for Forge World kit. So it's possible right. that there's going to be some, you know, rat-focused humans coming out here. And that icon sure as shit looks like the horned rat, man. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's my that's my hopes and dreams. Uh, I know last week we couldn't get you out of a meh, Paul. I'm imagining we're not getting you out of a meh now. Yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still meh about it, and a lot of that has to do with the uh, you know campaign style system that we've talked about. Um, just because like I don't 
when I'm done with the game, I want to be done with the game. I don't want to have to do math and yeah, bookkeeping. Like that's not fun to me. I'd rather be like, Hey, what could I have done better? Or, or, Hey, I made this bad decision. You know, like I'd rather talk about the game and then move on. Like, but it, uh, it does say it does say a game for your coffee table on your coffee break. So it, it, while there is going to be a campaign mode, I think we know, you know, given how Games Workshop has been releasing their games, that there is a high likelihood that this game will have some non non campaign play in it. Yeah. And, and that's that's a good chance. And if there's, you know, exclusive Nurgle stuff, then. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. Look at it this way, Paul. Chris is buying the game. I know, so, so he's we, getting it. So on the on the upside, I can at least try it multiple times. And and if they release just just a Nurgle box, like you might pick it up for the forty bucks anyway, because they might be playable in AOS. Which and they which, might just which yep. would be which would be nice. That would that would be a nice that, thing. I am hoping that I'm I'm hoping that they bring these models into AOS for the factions to use, kind of like how they've done with uh, Underworld, because I would love to bring these these like corrupted muscle bound gladiator looking dudes into my corn army. See, I'm, I'm more Would excited about that them. aspect of it than what war cry could actually be. But I, and I, I, so hope, I want to play both. I really sincerely hope you're wrong. And that war cry is a really good tight rule set and it's fun to play. Uh, and that these gorgeous models and terrain are proven uh, to be not just uh, a pretty, a pr- another pretty thing that GW puts out, but also a solid rule set. I, you know, and, and I mean, I, I hope so too. I just, you know, with the things that I don't like about kill team, even outside of the whole, uh, uh, release, release setup. Model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, you know, every time I, I finish playing kill team, I kind of feel like there was something missing from the game. Sure. Some sure. type of aspect that, you know, it's almost like an un, un in, intangible kind of, okay, something's missing. Like it, it, it never feels like it has the, the stress level that a miniatures game should get to. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's, let's again, hope that this is something different. And uh, yeah. And that's just it. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be surly about it and be like, GW, I hope it sucks, you know, but I, I hope it's more than what I'm. I'm thinking my my hopes are just not high based on uh, kill team. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kill team and the and and the cam- campaign setting because I'm I'm just not down with the bookkeeping. Sure enough. Well, all right, that's gamma. Sweet gamma was in awesome. In a nutshell, yeah. Gamma in a nutshell. Um, so. Uh, let's see. Final, final thoughts, Chris. You got any final thoughts on all this gamma shit? Uh, no, I'm actually uh, the 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 Malifo stuff has got me excited um, to to actually do something with my Malifo models. Uh, I like the direction they're moving in. Uh, Warcry looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait. Want it? Need to buy it. Chops, how about you? I'm in the same boat. I'm uh, I'm finally excited to play Malifo again, and I'm also. Uh eagerly anticipating good news about what Warcry turns out to be and and in fact is yeah yeah i i mean i mean i'm with you i'm with you on that and that's that's kind of my final thought is that i'm not being a curmudgeon about it i i want it to be good because hey i'm a war gamer and i i don't want a shitty Bad. war games out there yeah right, right so right. um even though i'm i'm meh and and not necessarily 
excited about it at the moment. I want it to be good. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah. accept that. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, we have a Discord, and it's awesome and a lot of fun talking to people about games all the damn time. Uh, so come join us. The link will be in the description for the show. Um, we have a Patreon. Check us out. Three Men in a War Game or Patreon.com slash Three Men in a War Game. Uh, lots of different things that you can you can get out of that. And um, our music is brought to you by Static is a City. And I just want to say that this past weekend I went to see the singer's new band called Night Battles, and they were really good. So they're on Spotify. Go check them out because I know some of you people that listen, listen on Spotify. So go check out Night Battles. And I believe that should bring us to a close. So thanks to everybody for listening. Bye. Abaddon ain't got shit on lamb in the pants.